Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. I'm Melissa Edgington. Back again with you. It's been a couple of weeks. Yes, we've been finishing up the school year. Yeah. It's been really busy. What have you been doing? You know, all that end of school stuff. We had a weird thing happen in Olney is that the end of school happened. <laughs> 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 I don't tell. What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? I have a piece of popcorn in my tooth. Dude. Mm. <laughs> Man, that's good. You know, I love that that microwave popcorn. Whoever invented that gets an award. You know that's not low carb, right? Yeah. I don't think you're on a low carb diet anymore. I haven't you, been for the last couple of days. You're kind of giving it up. No, I'm not giving it up. I mean, I'm 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 down with it. So anyway, we've been doing all the end of school stuff, and we had an odd thing happen in in Alney this year that we got out of school really early this year. Yeah. And so it was kind of like all the end of school stuff happened really quick, and then it was over. Yeah. All the concerts, the award ceremonies, and all that. And then the weather has been really cool. It's been cloudy and Mm -hmm. cold. Last Weird. last week, we um, sent the kids off to the grandparents after school was out to celebrate our wedding anniversary, which we can talk about that in a minute. But we spent a big portion of that time while the kids were at grandparents trying to keep water out of our garage mm-hmm. because it rained so much. It was weird. It was cold and rainy. So we were out there with our jeans rolled up, wading through the water. With In our garage. <laughs> trying to keep the garage dry. From flooding. Yeah. It was very romantic. There was a major engineering fail <clears throat> when whoever built our driveway built our driveway. Yes. They were not thinking about runoff, which I think a lot of people never consider runoff. But you would think people who build houses would. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if they consider runoff that much. Well, our the water runs down, you know, we live on a corner, and so it rains and the water runs down the street that runs by our garage. Like a river. And by everybody else's houses, it just rolls on by, and then when it gets to our yeah. little driveway, it just <clears throat> because you drive there. Because you drive up into their driveways, and our driveway is cut into the ground yeah <laughs> i don't know but at least our house is elevated so it makes a little yeah a little lake there yeah it's kind of weird that comes up into the but garage. you know i find a lot of people never consider runoff but while we were out there um fighting the water like a dude came by an old man drove by who I, does concrete work i gave a bid on this one time and, uh, <laughs> he, he's obviously very frustrated that it still does that because he knows how to fix it yeah, he said he did. You need a little bump. What you need is a little bump. <laughs> he could cure it all with a little bump. You need a little bump right there. You wouldn't mind driving over a little bump, would you? It's like, no, no, I would love driving over a bump. Let's get a bump. <laughs> you remember that parking lot we uh, we had at our last church put a big parking lot in? And we're like, oh, this is wonderful. This <laughs> the first big rain. I was like, wow. We we did away with a lot of grass that used to catch rain, and now it all just all that water just running off, and it would flood the street. That's mm. the problem with concrete, y'all. It's not meant for this world. <laughs> 
the pay paradise. Put, put up, up a parking, parking lot and had a lot of runoff. That's how that's that's the part of the song he took out. It was like they paved paradise and put up a parking lot and now there's runoff and I'm walking in Memphis. All that. That that part didn't perform yeah. well with the uh, test groups. They, they paved tried it paradise out. and put up a parking lot. What? Yeah. How did that song ever get popular? I don't know, but I hear it all the time. It's so don't stupid. You? Don't it always seem to go? I don't even, I mean, all I know is if I heard that song ever in my life, I've turned it off. It's not that bad. It's bad. Who cares about that? Who wants to hear a song about somebody being upset about that? I mean, it's not Christmas shoes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's up there with Christmas shoes for me. There are worse songs out there, trust me. What's What's your least favorite? Like, if you hear, what are some songs that you hear and you just turn off? Well... Any song where where um, Stephen Curtis Chapman raps, I turn off. What? <laughs> You're crazy. No. You know that rap, don't you? I you, know it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I spent many hours rapping with Stephen Curtis Come on, in my room. Give us a little bit of that. Do we get the rap button out? Do I need to do that? No, I don't need the rap button. The rhythm is inside of me. You mean to do Emerald's style of beatboxing? Show them how Emerald beatboxes. Okay, so we have a five-year-old who invent who I think she 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 would not know anything about beatboxing, right? She independently invented, she invented independently beatboxing, invented, but it's, instead of going or something, she's just like <laughs> it's all about. I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm making the beat for Sawyer." Sawyer was doing a little rap, and then Emerald came up with some raps. Do you remember what her raps were about? I don't know, but they were—they had really she good. Had some good rhymes. She's got some rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Puh, puh, puh. Anyway, don't don't rap like Stephen Curtis Chapman. But I'll say I did not like that song. Do, okay. you, do you have you heard the the vac- the Lifeway 2017 Vacation Bible School rap song? No, but the kids love it. Yeah. Sin messed everything up. Everything up. Everything up. Oh no, something like that. But yeah. they they were laughing because you were saying, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I had it wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a neat song because it only has two chords. Songs that I turn off. Christmas Shoes, of course. Yeah, Christmas Shoes. I would never listen to That's that. That's a no-brainer. I judge people if they listen to that. I mean, if you've listened to that song more than one time, why? Yeah. Why in a million years? I truly despise that song. There's another Christmas song I don't like. It's like some kind of, I don't know if it's Paul McCartney. It's like, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Can you turn that off? I do not like that song. I don't like that noise. Like it's like some weird synthesizer. Yeah. He went went through a long synthesizer phase. And the melody's bad. You know what Christmas song I also turn off is? Last Christmas I I gave gave you my heart. heart. Oh, I hate that song. They play that a lot. Yeah, yeah I don't like terrible that one. song. Apparently, it's mainly Christmas songs that we hate. A lot of Christmas songs I don't like. That one, um, "Oh Come Let Us Adore Him." No, <laughs> 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 oh, I don't turn that one off. I like that one. Um, other songs that turn off when I hear them. I don't know. Yeah, like only Christmas songs are coming to mind. <laughs> That's weird. Ball humbug. Mhm. 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 But lo- but some Chris- but lots of Christian songs I just turn off. I don't even know what they are because they all sound they the sound same. the same, and I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like st- people. Are, I think maybe I tend to make fun of myself for liking Stuart Townend so much 
but I like his songs because they don't sound like anybody else's songs. That's true, but you have to admit... It's weird that I like him so much, isn't it? That his songs do have... They all have the same style, well, for the is, most part. I mean, he's that's that's his style. I'm just saying, eventually it's going to get to the point where all of his songs kind of sound the same. Well, but they're interesting. Yeah, I, they all have I, a good I like melody. I mean, it's, 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 it's just the instrumentation he uses. Yeah, I like him too. He's grown on me a lot. I didn't used to appreciate him so much, but what what I love about him, he's got the best words of anybody I've know writing songs. Yeah, he's a great word That's writer. So true. That's really good. So, so check him out, y'all. Path Paths of Grace, Stuart Townend is my favorite record. So I had the kids at music. So I'm doing a music camp at church, which you know I shouldn't even I shouldn't even give it the title of camp. It's like one of these very little forethought goes into it. It's like the same thing every year. And they like it. Yeah, because kids <clears throat> love to sing and dance. Now we show up. I just talk. I just share the gospel with them and show them how to look up verses in the Bible. I show them how the whole system works. Books, chapters, verses. We look them up. Then we study a little bit. Talk about the gospel. Learn the Vacation Bible School songs. And we play a game called, well, we play several games. We played the Duck, Duck, Goose, which is a church classic. Classic. Yeah, we played Duck, Duck, Goose, play some toilet tag. That's where if you get if you get tagged, you have to put your arm out and squat down, and someone has to come sit on your leg and flush, your, <laughs> flush the arm, and then you can get back up again. And so we play a little toilet tag and a little, little Duck, Duck, Goose. There's also a game called Line Tag we play. And then after that, we play a game called Midnight. Have you heard of Midnight? I've played Midnight. Oh, you played Midnight? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, they love Midnight. They love oh, it. Oh, we pulled out another one today that I hadn't played in a long time, where you have the guy in the middle with his eyes closed, and everyone sneaks off to corner one, two, three, or four, and then he calls them out. You ever played that game? No, that sounds fun. <clears throat> so it was a corner one. Everybody in corner one has to go sit down because they're out. Then the kids get, that are in the other corners get to run to different corners. You know, um, when I went up to the school to do testing this year, I had a class of seventh graders, and they all finished their tests. And do you know what they wanted to play? I mean, you told me, so I know. Heads up, seven up. That's just crazy. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I remember playing that in second grade. They're still into it in seventh. Yeah, heads up, seven up, man. And they were cheating so bad, of course. Were they all looking? Yes. Yeah. Their heads weren't really yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. I know who got me. I know it was you. <laughs> you totally touched my thumb. And then if somebody saw them cheating, then uh, they would stand up and purposely name the wrong person so that they could try to prove people wrong. No, they weren't. That they, that were they, were, they, they were. They were trying to prove that they weren't cheating right. by naming the wrong person. Yeah. I know you saw me, dude. No, man. <laughs> no, I don't think it was you that touched my thumb. <laughs> I think it was that girl over there. <clears throat> no, I, I would. If I was those seventh grade boys, I'd want to play Heads Up, Seven Up too. That would because you I, could touch the yeah, finger that, of a girl. That would have been probably the most intimacy that I would have had for <laughs> months. Was Heads Up, Seven Up. That's sad. Yeah, that's pretty pathetic. Oh well, that's life for a junior high boy. So we just on Monday celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary. Ha- happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Did you know that that makes me feel older than my age does? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? 
We could be married that long. I even had an unnamed friend of ours text me, and she said, 18 years? You've been married almost as long as I've been alive. Ha, really? ha, ha, ha. And I'd be like, and you don't even have a name. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said back to her? No, I'm trying to protect her identity. Oh, okay. I thought you said she's just an unnamed friend. That's That's cruel. Your parents didn't name you? <laughs> You're so strange. I know. In the best way. Yeah, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. Does it feel like 18 years? What's the joke that the guys always do in Branson? Like, oh, yeah, it's been 18 years, and three of them have been... I've been happily... What is it? It's like, I've been happily married for three years. Wait a minute. I thought you'd been married for 18 years. Yeah, but I've been happily married for three. <laughs> <laughs> the first three. Oh, I don't remember those jokes. What were you going to say? What's what? I said, does it feel like it's been 18 years? I don't It's weird, but yeah, I mean, I was, because that's been 20 years since I graduated from college, and that makes me seem, that makes time seem like, what happened to it? I know. It's weird. It's it just so seems weird. like yesterday, Monica Lewinsky was all of, all the rage. You know? Exactly what I was thinking. I always trace it right back to Monica. <laughs> that was the, yeah. <laughs> it was like Bill and Monica. That was like a big deal. That's what I remember from that era. Yeah. And then there was 9-11, right? Well, that was... That was a couple of years later. It was 2001, yeah. right? And uh, what came after that? What's the next big thing you remember after 9-11? Moving to Eastland. News-wise? Yeah, I just try to think of things that were going on. I guess the birth of our first child. That was a big one. (laughs) That was a big one. I wasn't going to say that one, but now that you bring it up, I'm like, yeah, I probably should mention that. (laughs) All the births of our children were milestones that I vaguely remember. Yeah. No, I remember that after 9-11. Oh, I remember this, this law school memories that were good. But then the thing I remember most about moving to Eastland was just incredible. Like, I learned a lot mm-hmm. about the Bible and being a lawyer and being a human. Yeah. It was good for us. And here we are. 18, 18 years. 18 years. Man, I've eaten a lot of hamburgers in 18 years that were good. Yes, A- you have. Eaten, I've, eaten, I've eaten many a burger over these 18 years. Just recently, remember your confession about how you went and ate a double cheeseburger and left the restaurant and then stopped at another restaurant and ate another one? That was more of a research. <laughs> I was researching burgers that night. Really? Like you had to research a Sonic burger because you've never had one of those? You don't, you don't understand. I mean, you're not a burger connoisseur. You don't even put you Melissa does no has no room to talk or criticize in this area at all. Because she, I'm criticizing the number of burgers you eat, not the type. Well, I'm just saying you don't put uh, any vegetables on a hamburger. I don't because all right, so I don't, you don't eat hamburgers, so you don't even know what you're talking about. All you eat is a piece of meat between a roll. Why does it bother you that I don't put lettuce and tomato on my hamburger? Because you're missing the burger let's, let's part of it. Let's get to the heart of it. What is it really? I mean, why do you care if I put lettuce and tomato on a hamburger? Okay. Why do I care if you never see a sunset? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like cold mixed with 
pot. I don't understand. On I mean, a burger. It doesn't make any sense. That's like, I don't even register those words. And if you put a le- lettuce and tomato <clears throat> on a burger yeah. and then it's not cold anymore and it's just soggy and hot and disgusting, mm-hmm. that's then what I don't want that. That's what somebody could say about nighttime. They could be like, I don't like to think about the sun mixing with night. Well, that's what a sunset is, all right? It's the sun going away. Let's be honest. The reason you really don't like it is because you don't like it whenever I, I like, give special directions when I I order a hamburger. I give special directions when I order a hamburger. I want, I have very, I have very Pacific. uh, Yeah, (laughs) but your, did you know that the other day I heard you say supposedly, I mean, you really did it. Because we joke. I specifically said supposedly. We joke that way so much that you have forgotten what the real way is. I specifically said that. You specifically said supposedly. <laughs> All right, so I always no, want, no. I so, want the mayonnaise on the top, but you, bun, so your problem, and I want the mustard on the bottom. I give a specific instruction about so it. So your problem is not that I give specific instructions. Your problem is the specific instructions that I give. Your exactly. specific instructions aren't crazy, but mine are. Even though you specifically request mayonnaise. On the top. On the top bun and mustard on the bottom. With the pickle on the bottom. Which the last time you ordered that, the waitress rolled her eyes at you. Yeah, because she's an idiot. She probably orders her hamburgers dry. <laughs> You're meddling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Really? This has been... You, ha- you, you have a Pacific way that you want your mayonnaise and mustard put on the bun yes i do because i think mayonnaise tastes better on the lettuce and the tomato than it does uh than the mustard does which should be on the bottom i want that little bit of vinegary taste on the bottom of the burger it makes perfect sense to me. you put the pickle and the mustard together because they're vinegar based i mean it's just like any idiot knows how to make a hamburger except the americas have americans have forgotten it because they're afraid to eat lettuce and tomatoes because they don't like vegetables. This has been a source of strife for 18 <clears throat> years in our marriage. And You've for, never enjoyed a and hamburger. And for in two our years before marriage. that, when we were dating, you would think at this point you would accept this about me. And you went through a, such a long phase of every time I ordered a hamburger of you saying she eats her hamburger like a five year old. <laughs> That's what I would say. That now uh, basically, basically, just get her a child's burger. So she wants a kid burger. You did that for so many years that now when I order my hamburger, I say you know basically just like a five year old. <laughs> I love you. We have issues. <laughs> oh, jump! We've, I mean, what's the the main issue is? I think most people are like, listen. Do you honestly want to put a podcast together and expect us to listen to you talk about how y'all eat your hamburgers for 10 minutes? Because now now I'm questioning other people's sanity for even listening to this. I'm just saying, when I'm dead and gone, you're going to say, if only I could hear Melissa order her hamburger with no veggies one more time. Now she's in heaven, and she's she's got a glorified body that knows how to enjoy hamburgers. (laughs) You're a burger snob. Okay, moving on. Snob. Moving on. I love a good burger. What were we? What, How what did we, we get on that? I don't know. I have to go back and review the tape because <laughs> there was some point. At some point, we 18 were eighteen years. Lots of hamburgers. Lots of hamburgers yeah, under the bridge. What, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> but we both like tacos about the same. 
Except you don't like cilantro on them, and I love cilantro. What are you talking about? You like the cilantro? Of course I do. Okay, you don't like onions, and you don't like pico, and you don't like guacamole. I don't like guacamole. Mm. It has no flavor. And the consistency's weird. I don't know what it tastes like, but I love it. It's filling. It's got some taste to it. It's good for you. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, anyway, 18 years, so it's it's been it's been great. Um, I'm glad we're still married and we didn't get divorced. Yeah, high five. Yeah. <laughs> it's been good. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> what else were we going to talk about? Oh, your big fancy discovery. Oh, your yeah. ancestry. Oh, yeah. you got to give the short version of it. I don't know the long version. Oh, okay. I mean, I could try to find it. I mean, I've got it right here. <laughs> Just tell them the basics. Okay. Basically, my dad's name was Charles. My grandma's <laughs> name was Lily Mary. Don't do that Her mom's name was Vina. Okay, so we have this old photograph on our china cabinet that I just have kind of leaned up there that we got from Chad's grandmother. Mm. She, we got these old pictures from her. <clears throat> we had no idea who the people were, but it's a really cool old um, studio picture. But it might as well family. just be like, it might as well be just something you got at an at a antique store and set there. Right. We don't know who these people are. You know, we didn't know them because the picture was as I, I did a little thinking about it, and based upon the fact that they had three children, but only two of the children are in the picture, I discovered this on a website called Find Everything on a website called FindAGrave.com. Um, <clears throat> the picture was taken probably somewhere around 1910 or 1909. 1909. Okay. So we did not know these people. Well, right. They're dead to me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so he just picks up this picture one day and he sees on the back that his grandmother has written the names of the people that are in the photograph. So I wondered, I wonder when this guy died. I wonder when this guy lived. So I looked him up and his name was William Richard Doty. And he lived from 1872 to 1965. It's a long time. It's a long time. Anyway, so I just started following it backward. His dad's name was Uncle Jace, and he was a big dude in Catahoula Parish, Louisiana. Everybody called him Uncle Jace, and whatever his wife's name, she was Aunt something. And uh, he was kind of a big deal. He lived from 1852 to 1948. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. All the things that he saw Got uh, in his lifetime. Got some longevity in yeah. your family. That's good, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's also some shortevity in some of it. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so... Uncle Jace, you know, you just, I just kept going, I just kept clicking on this find a grave because I'm not going to pay for Ancestry.com. That's stupid. If you've paid for that. Then not, we support you in your decision. We, I don't want to judge you. It's your money. <laughs> Do what you want yeah. with it. I mean, we kind of have opinions about Ancestry, right? No, I don't have opinions about it. Oh, you're lying. You're trying not to alienate your readers. I, why would I have opinions about that? People spend their money on much dumber things. That's than that. true. That's true. I have. A, I guess I. I just like think, two double cheeseburgers in one night. Oh, we never got to that story. <laughs> Let me tell that story, and then I'll get back to my ancestry. So uh, there's a place called Herd's Burgers in Jacksboro. Have you heard of it? Have you? Yes. Ooh, I made a pun or something. I've heard of Herd's, and uh, I've heard people talking about Herd's, and I hear lots of herd talk. Herds of people go there to eat. <laughs> You know, 
and that 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 kind of publicity can't hurt them. Uh, anyway, so so I've been wanting to eat there. Well, I happen to be judging an FFA competition, which that's another crazy thing, right? Like, why would I be judging an FFA competition? So I don't know anything about future farmers of America or anything about agriculture. But anyway, I know about extemporaneous speaking, so I judge this competition. We went over to Herds afterward, and uh, I've been wanting to try the burger. It was pretty good. But then when I was coming back home, I was thinking, man, I'm still kind of hungry. And I wonder how that Herds burger would compare to a Sonic double cheeseburger, because I'd ordered the double at Herds. And I'm going to tell you something that they probably don't want you to herd from me. <laughs> that that Sonic burger, herd burger was good. That Sonic burger held up. Not, I'm not kidding. It, 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 it is a complete fallacy to sit here and tell people that you bought that Sonic burger to compare the two burgers. You've had a million Sonic burgers I was in still, your life. Well, I was still hungry, but I had not had a Sonic burger right after I'd had a herd burger ever before. And that Sonic burger was good. I mean, when I had ate it, I thought, you know, I don't have to go to Herd's burgers. I can go down the road to Sonic and it's Your ancestors okay. had longevity because they did not eat two double cheeseburgers. Yeah, I haven't done that again because you got so mad at me. So anyway, I'll, so getting back to this uh ancestry. So I just kept following it backward and then I got to Levi Doty, or no, I got to Richard Doty, who had three sons die in the Civil War. Then I made it back to Levi Doty, and I kept thinking, this is crazy that all this is, you know, on all the other relatives, it just goes back to, like, my grandparents. But this kept going back to, like, you know, great, 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 great grandpas and all this. Had one Levi Doty fought in the Civil War. Had old Samuel Doty Sr., who was a Seventh-day Baptist. What is that? I guess a Baptist that meets on Saturday. And then I, then I figured out, to my amazement and surprise, that I am a descendant of Edward Doty, who was a passenger on the Mayflower 1620 voyage. That's right, folks. I'm special. <laughs> I'm a pilgrim, y'all. I'm going to start wearing that hat and the belt buckle and the shoes with the buckle and the big white collar. Except. <clears throat> well, then I Googled them and was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I was like, I'm a descendant of a Mayflower uh, passenger? And I was, and then I, was, I said, I'm looking him up. So I was reading it to Melissa and it said, much is known about Edward Doty because he was always in court for assault and theft and all this other <laughs> fraud and... He was a total scoundrel. The first duel that ever took place in America that's reported was between him and another guy that work, worked with him. They were both servants. And they got into a duel with a knife and a sword and cut each other. And the governor punished them by having their heads tied to their feet for a day. But their master felt so sorry for them after an hour they were hurting so bad of having their heads tied to their feet. They, uh, they let them go if they promised that they would... Uh, have uh, they promised better carriage they were going to carry themselves better than they had been fighting but what's great about it is adelaide can be a, or i could be too a member of the mayflower society yeah and adelaide could be a daughter of the american revolution so did it did did you find somewhere there edward doty's 
oil lamp or something. Yeah, is in like a at, museum? at the Mayflower Museum, Grandpa Doty's um, his, his oil lamp. Remember <laughs> That's when crazy. He used to bounce me on his knee, tell me <laughs> stories about you know way back in um, about. <clears throat> And back in 1620, so. that's when the Mayflower <laughs> came over, 1620, hit Plymouth Rock. He was one of the 10 dudes that got off the boat and walked around to find a place. He signed the Mayflower Compact. I'm related to a guy that sa- signed the Mayflower Compact, one of the first democratic documents in the New World. It's amazing. It's amazing. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to make this happen. It happened for me. It's amazing. I just inherited awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And And the crazy thing is, apparently, you're the first person in your family who has figured this out. (laughs) (laughs) And all the generations before were trying to hide the fact that Edward Doty had been their relative. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the only one that's proud of it. Yeah, well, um, the Edward Doty people don't really tell people that they're related to him. Have you read the Google, the, the Wikipedia? It's terrible. No, but every every you know time you read it, it's just like, well, here's what he was. He was apparently the worst guy in Plymouth. I love the fact that he's a criminal. It just makes me so <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah, and he wasn't one of the religious ones. He wasn't from the congregation of Leiden or Leiden or whatever it was. He wasn't, you know, he, he but he probably knew Squanto. You probably stole something from him. <laughs> but he survived the first big plague that wiped everybody yeah, yeah. out. He was a survivor. He was a survivor. He was a survivor. And, and my theory is that how he wound up on the Mayflower is that he was running from justice yeah. somehow, and he wound up on the Mayflower. Because so, we don't have any record of where he mm-hmm. came from. So when y'all, when y'all see me next time, just call me, like, Pilgrim or... Um, you know, just something to kind of acknowledge how special I feel about being a Mayflower descendant. That's amazing. So I'm probably going to go up there for some meetings, you know, get together <laughs> with some of the fam. And uh, I mean, there's only like 90,000 descendants of, of Edward Doty. Yeah. So. You really are special. Yeah, kind of a big deal. He was my great, 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 great grandpa. So. <laughs> Y'all are practically just. Like this, man. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not like 1% of me is... I forgot they is, can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. We're tight. We're tight. So that was exciting. Um, what else What else would we say has uh, been happening recently? What's on your mind? Any, any things you've written lately? Man, it's been... Um, I haven't been a very prolific writer <clears throat> in these last few weeks. That's okay. Short with podcast. School, with school getting out. Yeah, things. It's weird. The the there's a rhythm to there's a rhythm to church life and family life and school life and the minister world, you know. Yeah, that. Do you agree to that? I mean, yeah. Are you? But are you saying the rhythm gets interrupted by summertime? <clears throat> well, it's just it's all it's just it's like this. It's just you're on this cycle that this roller coaster of. Uh, of the ups and downs and the busy times and the and the kind of the nice times. And I think this is one of the nice times. Even though it's about to get, even though the Bible school is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you start off the year, like in my mind, the church year starts in September. In September, everybody's coming back to school. You get great participation. Football season's a big deal in Texas. You know, it just, things get exciting. It seems like fall is like spring. 
It's just everything is alive again. And that's the busiest time from September to January in church world is crazy. Yeah, it is. And then you get a little bit of a reprieve in January and February because it's cold. Those are your most likely days to get snowed in. And then by the time you hit March, people wake up and they're like, oh, there's only three months left of school. It's just March, April, May, and then May is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you hit, you hit the summertime, you have Bible school, everything ramps up to that, and then there's kind of nothing till church camp. And then you just start getting ready for fall. Yeah. You know, but you just go on this cycle. Of course, there's probably a lot more to it than that. But um, May is just, May is really, in December, are just, you can't get anything done because you're completely taken up with different activities. And, yeah. You know, Christmas is, it kind of takes, well, it takes, I don't say it takes the fun out of Christmas, but it is a very hectic time. I just love summer. I don't feel like we've gotten into the groove of summer yet because no. we have had, we've had stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of it's just, you know, once you do determine that you are a Mayflower descendant, it just gets crazy. <laughs> so much to do. Yeah. There's a lot. When you realize it, you're thinking, oh man, I'm not just some dude, you know, just with a regular job and, you know, kind of normal yeah i'm i'm kind of tasked with preserving this union (laughs) gosh i hope you're up to the task yeah it's a big deal you know uh my we came over here for a purpose (laughs) and uh we're not going to let y'all other people that came way later mess it up right yeah we're here to fight indians (laughs) 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 just kidding we won that fight (laughs) i'm kidding y'all please (sighs) no we actually live out in the area where there were indian raids and indian fighters and forts there are forts out here just uh for that that purpose i guess we had some friends out this week and and in you know there's a town called fort worth in texas (laughs) and so I was telling one of the visitor, one of our friends was out here. I was like, yeah, you know, the, uh, the fort out here is called Fort Belknap. And she was like, really? There's a, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, Belknap Street in Fort Worth. That, that was the road that went from the Fort Worth to the Fort Belknap. Oh, no way. You know, it can ties together. We've been way out here. There were just forts. Every, they were just, they just, here's how smart the army was. They just put these forts out, you know, along the frontier thinking that i guess that the indians would realize there's a fort there and come fight there like the indians just went around the forts i mean they were like 200 miles in between the forts <laughs> it is, is big it's big <laughs> it's like yeah well let's, let's not go there they've got an army there let's go let's go through the middle here and yeah. and scalp people you know anyway savages but um <laughs> savage uh, noble savage <laughs> you worried about your Native American listeners? I'm sweating. Oh, yes. Right it's all water under the bridge, y'all. This is this settled, settled history. You, 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 I can tell you're a descendant of Edward Doty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once I learned that, I, I was like, gosh, you know. But thank goodness for Squanto and Samoset. The Indians they saved, saved us. Them. They saved us, basically. We <laughs> showed up and we were like, what are we going to do? And uh, Squant and Samo came over, and I was like, guys, 
I mean, I'm not me, but like my family. We were, we were like, we do not know what to do. And they were like, aren't you the guy that gets in trouble a lot? And Edward was like, yeah, but I need to plant some corn. And they said, here's what you do, man. Just go get some fish, put it down there with the seed. It'll work. You know, you can do this. So he did it and they survived and had the first Thanksgiving. And Edward actually carved the turkey. (laughs) He did. And he invented the little things that hold the corn. Edward found his redemption. Yeah, he he did some really important things. And he's he was well remembered by both Squanto and Samoset's family. <laughs> and Pocahontas, probably. Oh man. Yeah, he was a big deal, really big deal. Fighter, brave, tying his head to his feet, all of that. America, y'all. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know really how to get over finding that out. I showed it to Sawyer. We got up the other morning and I walked him through it the, the way I had figured it out. And when he found out, man, he had the same look on his face I did. You know? Amazement. Just, it was amazing. Imagine how much more meaningful <clears throat> Thanksgiving is going to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't even thought of that. <laughs> We're getting costumes. I think we should. Traditional costumes. Um, Edwards needs to be white with black stripes. And maybe like a ball and chain. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, he wound up... He, you know, Edward came over here as a servant. And he wound up more wealthy than some people who came over here with means. So, in your face. He was a warrior successor. Succeeder. And I think we should just find some people... Well, we need to just find some Native Americans and have them come over. Make it a true Thanksgiving feast. Let's do it. Yeah. So if anybody, uh, if anybody's listening that I haven't totally offended with my comments about <laughs> noble savages, uh, give us a call. We'll make things right. And uh, we'll have a cornucopia of Thanksgiving goodness. This has been very weird. Yeah, it's been very weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a two, and the podcast is too long. It's basically revolved around hamburgers and Thanksgiving. It's been thirty-eight minutes of weird. That's okay. We're we're, we hadn't podcasted in two weeks. Yeah, we're we're out of we're We're rusty. We're 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 really rusty. You can tell this one's like, oh, this one's not good. (laughs) You might even want to tell people, hey, if you're going to listen to a podcast, go listen to one from a year ago that you won't remember, unless they're in Alaska. You're in Alaska, you need to listen to this one. Yeah. We're still looking for our one listener in Alaska. <laughs> still has not happened. So I'm sure there's not even <laughs> one listener that's made it this far. Maybe your mom. You know, I have had several people contact me and tell me that they have listened to all of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is just amazing. They're probably on Ancestry.com. And I appreciate those people. Yeah. So much. We love you guys. So let's end. Can we end with, let's end here in a couple minutes, but with something redemptive. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything redemptive in mind? Hmm. Here's, I I was down at the youth center tonight, the refuge. I went over there to uh, participate. It's really, I just love it. CJ preached. Our youth pastor did a great job. and, And so we were sitting there talking about how, for uh, John chapter 1 verse 12 talks about 
how did those who believed he gave the right to become children of God? And we're saying, that's, of course, that's done by the will of God. It's not done by the blood or by the will of man or the flesh, but by God, born of God. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, I was telling the kids how I found out that I'm a descendant of a pilgrim. Of course yeah, you did. They weren't really. They were fascinated by the story. It didn't take this long to talk, <laughs> tell it, but I told them I discovered this, you know, and that it it did. It was uh, it was really cool to discover it. But then I told them, um, you know, it's interesting though that you can sort of have this. You can find something out, or you know, realize you've got you know maybe if you've inherited something. We were talking about the inherit the meek inheriting the earth and all that. That you can find out that you've, in you know, you've inherited something and you didn't do anything to get it, you know. You when you find out who your ancestors are, it's kind of, that's what's kind of silly about, in my in my opinion, getting pumped up about your ancestry. It's because you didn't, you know, it's you, nobody does anything to get their ancestry. You're just born into it, and in the same way, that's how the new birth is. It's it is. It is of God. It's that, that. Can you imagine if someone called us up tomorrow and said, you have a long-lost relative who <clears throat> has left you a fortune, you know, and you would be thinking, this is amazing. And some, someone said, well, how, how did you deserve that to happen? What, ha- what did you do right that, you know, caused the, you know, karma or whatever people think of to, 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 to give you this inheritance? And you would only have to say nothing. Yeah. It was not. It was nothing of my doing. And I think in the end, that's how we stand, and, and we we have to think about our relationship with Christ is is just in amazement. You know, they call that person that receives that kind of uh, inheritance a laughing heir. I guess because they laugh all the way to the bank, yeah. and, they, and they didn't do anything. You know, to in, to receive the inheritance. There's nothing in them. I mean, the person that died probably didn't even know they existed. Mm. Uh, of course, that I guess the metaphor or whatever breaks down there. The analogy breaks down, but <clears throat> when you think about our our situation, our our circumstances with Christ, is that we um, we've received this inheritance. We've been been born spiritually into this relationship, and it's just like your relationship with your family. You're just born into it, and. And you, you, you can't do anything about it, I guess. You know, it's it's something you, you're just in your family. And then some people think, well, I don't like my family. But, you know, as far as our marriage is concerned, I love our family. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to, but if you're in the family of God, I mean, there's no bigger jackpot. Right. You know, you're a, you're a son <clears throat> and daughter of God. That's amazing. So we're just thankful that... Um, that God loves us, and and to be just amazed by that, to think of the inheritance that we have, and uh, I don't know, that's kind of just where we were talking about that with the teenagers tonight, just how amazing it is to be in Christ and and to have his love when we certainly didn't do anything to deserve it. Right. And yet he he lavished his love upon us anyway and even doesn't just call us acceptable and doesn't just say, you're permitted to come be a slave in my kingdom. He makes us his children, which is just remarkable. And it's way better to be a joint heir with Jesus in the kingdom than to be a descendant of Edward Doty. (laughs) I would say that.
You know. That's good. I think that's the perfect note to end on. Good note to end on. So we maybe we redeemed it a little bit. Yes. Redeemed this weird podcast. Redeemed. Yeah. How I love to proclaim it. That's a song. No. Yeah. Redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Do you change it whenever that one comes on? Redeemed. Da, 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 da. I haven't seen that one in a while. <clears throat> Remember the chorus has that. You would redeemed, like it. Because you. Redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed. Redeemed. His child and forever I am. Yeah. That's a fun one for the music leader. Yeah. I like those songs where you get to do the long, what do you call that? The bird's eye? The fermata? Is that what it is? I have no idea. What what I do when is. When you hold out a yeah. note. I mimic the. We had a music leader at our church growing up called Robert Wagner, and he would he would he was the king of that, of yeah. holding out the notes and making everybody laugh, and it like brought a lot of joy and worship, on those fun songs. Yeah. So that's what that's why I, why I do that. I learned it. Do you think that bothers people? <laughs> no. Why would it bother people? I don't know. They always get like a look on their face, like what. Why is he holding that note out so long? No, they don't. They do. They get a look. Or they're loving it. That's your imagination. Yeah, it's probably my imagination. Okay. Well, it's been great to um, to be back. And so I want to wish Melissa a happy anniversary. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later.